0: today on If you thought things were weird in the United States right now with President Trump attempting some sort of lazy coup after losing in the election wait until you hear what's going on in Peru right now A country that's just seen itself go through three different presidents in the span of one week in the midst of mass protests following an impeachment, oof, things sound pretty crazy over there. Let's get right into it, shall we? Well, before we do that, actually, let me do what I usually do and uh, tell you that you can support this show by going to patreon.com slash Uh $5 a month uh, is all I ask for you to get all this wonderful content each and every month. Uh, you can also support the show by subscribing at YouTube.com slash or watch, uh, listen to the audio version of the show at DoomedPod.com, and on that site is the links to iTunes, Google Play, etc., etc. Uh, and also, Happy Thanksgiving to uh, everyone in the U.S. Uh, we are now, uh, this is Thanksgiving Eve, we're streaming. Uh, but now, without any further ado, let's talk about Peru. Uh, let me pull up my guest and myself here up on the feed so everyone can see us. Here we go. Now, joining me to explain everything that's going on into Peru right now, along with her firsthand experiences at the protests, is Daniela Orna. She's a law student born, raised, and living in Peru. But most importantly, she's my family. Uh, That's right, yeah, Uh, Daniela is uh, my significant other's cousin, so she's my cousin, Uh, and uh, I guess this makes you, Daniela, the first ever family member to uh, be a guest on my show. Uh, uh, Sorry, Dad, I guess I should add there too. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Daniela, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. Oh no, I appreciate you coming on today. How how is everything going on? How's everything in Peru right now? At
1: right this now, very moment. Are, at this very moment things are really more calm. Now that we have a president like a real one. But it was such a mess 2 weeks ago. So,
0: before before we go all the way back and explain and break down everything that's going on. Um I think this is really interesting, and it's something I, I came across over the past couple of days, and I've seen a number of articles about it. And I wanted to ask you, as a, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you?
1: Twenty-two. I'm twenty-two years old.
0: Now uh, there was a delay there, so for a second I thought you had a problem with me asking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so, so the reason I ask is because I've seen so many, you know, articles in both English outlets and also in Spanish outlets, you know, uh, Latino uh, outlets, Spanish speaking outlets, um, Spanish language outlets, I guess I should say, about how the protests that have been going on in Peru over these past couple of weeks have been led and driven by and and put together by, by the young people in Peru and how this is basically a youth movement that's the driving force behind everything that's happened since Congress in Peru impeached the president, which in in this scenario, out of the three presidents we'll be focusing on, is president (laughs) number one in this scenario. Is that true about, about this being a young people's movement?
1: Totally. Actually, we're called the bicentennial generation because of the 200 years of the independence of Peru. And the media wasn't taking us so serious until the breakdown was on the Saturday from that week. They were saying, like, we're just young people who don't recognize or don't really know what's going on, how to manage political questions and all that. And we show them, we prove them wrong.
0: Right, right. I love that. So so let's let's go all the way back. I mean, we're going to be going really far back. But first, yep. <laughs> l- let's go back to the events that took place earlier this month. Um, what what I'm talking about specifically is the president, uh, the Peruvian president, Martin Vizcarra. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, yeah,
1: Martin Vizcarra.
0: Oh, Martin Viscara, okay. Vicara uh-huh. Um he was impeached by the Congress. Um, can you give us, before we get into why he was impeached, could you give me a bit of a breakdown and sort of what his his idea what you know, in Peru there's you know, it's not like the US where we got the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. There's a number of parties in Peru. What what is the ideological uh beliefs of of President Viscara? Like where does he fall? Is he sort of a Uh, 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 a right-winger, a centrist, a leftist. Who is President uh, Vicara?
1: Uh, His party is actually center. I will say more to the left-wing. But he actually was, at first, the vice president. He was the Uh, vice... Yeah, he was the vice president um, in 2017. No, sixteen. He was a vice president,
0: and so he he was. So he, that's he, what
1: he assumed,
0: and he was voted into office uh, that following year, um, correct?
1: Yep, it was until March the 20, 2018. Right. He so he was his.
0: Right. So he was, he's, like you said, he's like a centrist, but I guess uh, judging by the protests, he, he was sort of, uh, a, a, and like you also said, a centrist who uh, did, you know, th- throw a bone every now and then to the left, to the point where leftists liked, I, I was reading the, 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 the left liked that he was very uh, anti-corruption and was going after uh, people who, in the government who were corrupt. Yes, mainly now, in the
1: Congress. We actually have like more like fifteen congressmen that have uh, a process of, of corruption. Some is is being judged by homicide. So, like we're calling it here, it's such a, a circus, our Congress.
0: Right. Well, you know, the U.S. isn't so different. I can assure you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, over here we have uh, we have a. Uh, Congress members who, who still refuse to believe that Joe Biden defeated Trump in the election, uh, even though everyone with uh, living in reality has come to terms with that. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to Peru. So, so this, I'm glad you brought this up about the, about exactly uh, who he was going after. And so earlier this month, uh, Congress chose to uh, impeach, the uh, now ex-president, uh, Vizcarra. Can you explain what happened there?
1: Yeah, uh, it was um March the 2018 that they started this impeachment process uh, because they were saying that, first of all, we had this president named Pedro Pablo Kuczynski. So the vice president was Martin Vizcarra. <laughs> And the 2018 was Kuczynski impeached because they had some group of peers where Kenji Fujimori, son of Alberto Fujimori, asked him, uh, a congressman named Moisef that if he vote against impeachment, he will have the condition of giving him access to public works. So this scandal unleashed a political crisis that led to the resignation of Kuczynski and martin vizcarra was succeeded well though, during all this time assuming the presidency and the development of his government during those years were full of trouble because the congress wasn't in agreement with some political reforms he was posting like uh parliamentary immunity or including that the constitution the people who are convicted can run for the congress so Actually, there is an article in our constitution that allows the president to dissolve the Congress if they don't approve the the, the cabinet twice. And that's what happened. People agree with this resolution. It was even constitutional. And it wasn't until October 2019 that he took the decision to dissolve the Congress, and Peru was chaos once again. It was a matter of time, actually. The Congress was voting. For the approval of his last cabinet, and it ended around six in the afternoon. But Vizcarra was already announcing the dissolution of the Congress. So there was a great controversy about the timing because it was happening parallel. So the Congress decided to suspend Vizcarra's command, alleging temporary disability, and the second vice president, Mercedes Arauz, replaced him. Unfortunately for her, the dissolution was already published, and it was really official, so her oath was in vain. In fact, she presented her resignation to the vice president days after. And on January... Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, because this,
1: <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is...
0: This is, wow, yeah.
1: we got no vice presidents left. <laughs> so,
0: so, so basically what you're saying is... um. Because I'm going to, you know, there's a lot going on here. So basically what you're saying is that the, the, the now ex-president Viscada basically came to power because, uh, the president, he was vice president, the president who he was vice president under, uh-huh. he resigned or he was impeached yes. for, he was he resigned, resigned over yeah. corruption. Yep. Okay. So then he comes to power. So he wasn't voted into office. No,
1: yeah, he wasn't.
0: So, so he comes into uh, office and then he immediately decides to go after the, corrupt, the corruption in Congress. Yeah. And so like
1: Congress some, So some so, reforms, uh, some reforms that were directly to the people in Congress that, have, that that are convicted or have now actually a judicial process going on.
0: So, so he, so he basically goes after them. And then so to basically what they do is they beat him to the punch by trying, by, by getting rid of his vice president.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were trying to get rid of him, but he dissolved this Congress
0: first. Okay. Okay. Now I'm following. So, okay. Mm Okay. So, but how were they able to get rid of the vice his vice president? Then, if he was able to dissolve. Their, because
1: their... in in that moment when he chooses to dissolve the Congress, uh, her, her second vice president was taking the command. But because he had already dissolved the Congress, this election or something wasn't really constitutional. And she decided to resign to her, to her church days after, because oh. it was it was a shame.
0: <laughs> okay, so l- now, now we have it set. I guess let me try. To, I'm trying to put it on the timeline that I know about, so that yeah. the audience here doesn't know about yet, they're, but they're about to learn. So we now know um, why, when uh, President now ex President Viscada was impeached, why his vice president just didn't take over, and that's because he she didn't have one. Exactly right.
1: Yeah, she <laughs> didn't have one. She I mean, resigned
0: because of Congress going after her. Yeah. Okay, so why did she resign, though?
1: Because it was like a betrayal to him. They were the same party, and assuming the the presidency as he was trying to dissolve the Congress at the same time was was really. A, a shame in here. So she, she took the decision to, to resign days after. Oh, so people,
0: people thought that... So, the, so people in Peru thought that he was doing something uh, in retaliation for them going after his presidency. Yeah. And I guess now, based on what's going on in the country, people now realize that wasn't the case.
1: It wasn't the case, of obviously.
0: Right, right. right. So let's, <laughs> let's let's now get into uh, Viscada's impeachment. So they get rid of his vice president. He dissolves Congress. The Congress. How do they? How do they go after him then?
1: Okay, so on January of this year, we voted for a new Congress. What happened next was the imminent spread of COVID nineteen around the country, and um, we have already around like. 40,000 deaths and a sanitary emergency occurred because hospita- hospitals collapsed, we didn't have enough beds for the people infected, and chaos and despair rule once more in, in the country. So in the middle of this crisis, the Congress decides to start once more an impeachment process against Vizcarra. This initiative was prompted by accusations of corruption against, against him for alleged events that occurred during his time as a governor of uh, the southern region of Mokewa between 2011 and 2014.
0: So they went the, after him. Not to interrupt you, but so they're going after him, basically for something that they are alleging happened well before he became president, and from I'm doing the math in my head, well before he even became vice president. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, right.
1: right. Oh yeah, because he was governor then, right? Right. Nine nine years ago. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. So, so continue. I'm not to interrupt. I just wanted to, you know, get that on the timeline here.
1: Okay. So the impeachment was approved on November the 9th, stating that he was morally incapable. This is, this is actually a vacancy cost contemplated in our constitution. The thing is that there is no consensus about what, what does morally incapable really means. This is what the constitutional court was discussing last week so they can affirm or deny if the, vac- the if the vacancy was legitimate unfortunately they decided it was so if there is no president uh, no vice president the one who has to assume is the president of the congress this was manuel Merino
0: so let's so 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 what were, what were the the charges that well what, what were they alleging that that uh, what was Congress alleging that uh Viscada did during his time as governor what like what was the the accusation uh,
1: the accusation was uh, illicit enrichment
0: So basically they're saying that he he, he, he took money uh, from, yeah. from from someone Cor- corruption <laughs> Is there any is there any truth to these accusations that we know about?
1: Uh, he's actually following a process right now. He as as soon as he was impeached, he went to the attorney's office. He left his passport, and he's now following a process, uh, an investigation to to know about this, these these allegations.
0: Now, so so here we have Viscara impeached over allegations of corruption from back when he was governor. Nine years ago, like you said. And the new president is... What was his name again? Moreno,
1: Manuel Merino.
0: Manuel Moreno.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: so we go from this centrist president who sort of, I guess, is liked by uh, left-leaning people due to his anti-corruption uh, 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 push. He is outed, ousted, I should say, over alleged corruption. And in comes the head of Congress, Moreno, who is, from what I understand, uh, he has ties to a, uh, the, the right far wing. right, the, the right wing in, in Peru. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay, so when Manuel Moreno assumes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, people, because of this morally incapable clause, were saying that it was a coup. We we weren't really, we were really concerned because there isn't a, a, a consensus about this. So it wasn't the first time not the interrupt Congress you, was trying.
0: Not to interrupt you again, but I got to ask because this you just said the word and it makes me, I don't want to forget it. Is there like, when, when what happened in Bolivia with the ousting of Morales, and it, it became pretty clear due to how it went down in Bolivia Um, that there was at least some, you know, at the very least, there was some influence at the least from the U.S., probably even more, though, than just that. There was a push to oust Morales from the uh, Trump administration, the Trump-led U.S. government. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I have not seen anything really about U.S. involvement in Peru doesn't mean it's not it's not happening, you know, in some sense. But I've not seen that. Is there a sense in Peru? I mean, in Bolivia, it seemed like the the Morales supporters knew from the from the outset that there was some U.S. involvement there in that coup. Uh, again, not to not, you know, this uh, not to be a conspiracy theorist, because I haven't seen anything about this. But is there a sense in Peru as to whether this was just something in, you know, internal within Peru's own government, or do they feel that there was some sort of a uh, foreign interference from uh, probably the U.S.?
1: No, not actually. It's it, it's very internal.
0: Got it. Okay, that's yeah, that's sort of my sense from what I'm seeing here, which is I'm seeing nothing about you know mm-hmm. a, a foreign uh, country you know getting involved in Peruvian. No, not at uh,
1: all. This is people just looking forward their personal interests.
0: Right. So let's get back to uh, Morino and his uh, right-wing bona fides and how he gets installed as the, the next president.
1: Okay, so he he assumes the presidency the, the 9th, November the 9th. Um, people assume it as a coup. Uh, people were tired of, of just what I told you, the people in Congress looking just for their personal interests so the protests began the next day the day after i i think that that same night they began
0: so let's let's jump into these protests so actually i want to i want to before we get into the protests can you tell me a little bit more about Moreno? like what is his beliefs like what what constitutes the right wing in peru because you know here in the u.s actually it's surprising you know i mean i am you know my 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 you know your cousin is Peruvian, so you know my kids are Peruvian. So to me, Peru is a big deal. But in the broader uh. sense, like here in the U.S., like you know, we hear about what's going on in Brazil. We hear about what's going on in Bolivia, especially you know because Bolivia's uh, ex president uh, mm-hmm. uh, is you know a, a socialist, and and so the American left you know, talks about him a lot and how he's been a great president over there, sort of, you know, heralds him as a a hero to the broader international left. Uh, You know, we also hear a lot about, you know, countries like uh, Argentina. And obviously, because the U.S., we hear about, you know, non-South American countries that border us, like Mexico. And then, you know, uh, countries where we see a lot of, you know, immigrants coming in looking for, you know, sanctuary from like, you know, Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador But we don't really hear about Peru, so I feel like there is like just this lack of uh, you know obviously there's people who in this country who follow Peruvian politics, but I mean in a broader sense, the media doesn't cover Peru here as much as they do some of these other countries. So what constitutes the right wing in Peru? Like what what makes Moreno Moreno excuse me so different from Vizcara? Like what does the right wing in Peru advocate for? What do they want?
1: Uh. They're actually looking for uh, some economic. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget. I forgot the word. Like they're like want to have the power over the economy. Okay. Uh, they are very conservative. Very conservative. Like socially.
0: Uh, like when yeah, it comes so, to like social so, issues, socially. right? Yeah.
1: So, but basically that's.
0: Are they you like, know? Like uh, I
1: was telling you. Or do we see the same when like, we were?
0: Like we see. in I'm sorry, so but not interruptable again. But like <laughs> we see, we like we see in, um, like we see in, uh, you know, with Bolivia when, um, uh, there, you know, the right wing coup in Bolivia that ousted, um, Morales, uh, with, uh, Anez, you know, the 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 people backing that, um, were very, uh, you know, very, uh anti-indigenous basically. So, you know, is the right wing there have strong uh, you know, uh, uh, feelings against the indigenous the indigenous people of Peru and also, you know, the working people of Peru.
1: That's the thing with with Manuel Marino. Uh, and actually that was the thing also with her with his uh, prime first minister Flores Arauz, antero Flores Arauz, who was uh charge because he used to say that uh for example femi- the word feminism isn't necessary we just we we should just skip homicide uh when he refers to the people of the of the of the of the indians he says they're llamas so and i know
0: so what you're so, saying no, is, up? so what you're saying is, the right wing in Peru is very respectful to the indigenous people. <laughs> totally,
1: totally.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's incredible. It's it's you know, it's really it's disturbing to be honest. I mean, you know, we don't you know in the U.S. we certainly don't treat the the Native Americans in the U.S. Uh, any any better. I'm actually I'm sure it's even worse, being that um, you know they're basically you know. We got zero uh, political power here, uh sadly, whereas it seems like this, like do the like in Bolivia, what we saw is the indigenous people uh, came together with the broader working class in in Bolivia to oust the right wing coup at the voting booth, actually voting for the new president of Bolivia in even larger numbers than they did when uh in the election uh for Morales, where the u s and uh, and the right wing in Peru and uh, Bolivia, excuse me. Accused Morales of, of election fraud, which obviously we now know isn't true. Being that to prove it wasn't true, they voted for the new president of Bolivia and the Socialist Party in even bigger numbers. Do, does the indigenous um, people ha- in Peru do they have political power? Like, are they are, do they show up to the voting booth in in large enough numbers to to swing to sway
1: an election? they do show up, but they do not show in, in large numbers. I mean, there's, uh, uh, there's very few representation.
0: Right, All right, just, you know, it's very interesting to me. Uh, but let's go back to what you were um, saying before, what you were telling me yesterday about Murino, I think, before I so rudely cut you off.
1: <laughs> no, it, it was like, people uh, around here in, in the political environment the, they trying just to pull up with what people want or what they think they want, um, and this was the case of 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 Manuel Merino. He he's once said that he really didn't know why we why we were protesting. He didn't understand.
0: <laughs> so is he like but, is is he like from what you said? Like because you know when you say how he's like sort of a populist type,
1: right? Yeah, not, not kind of. Uh, I mean, he was, like, uh, behind the wall of, of the, the, I know, five days he lasted as a president. Well, right, right. Uh, but, I mean,
0: but, I mean, he presented himself as sort of like a, a man of the people, even though it clearly wasn't no, the case. No,
1: no, not, not at all. No, I mean, I was talking about the other people.
0: Oh, oh, got it, Congress, okay.
1: The people in the Congress, yeah. The thing with Manuel Benino actually wasn't, wasn't him at all was his his prime minister that i was telling you has these misconceptions about the, the indigenous people uh about feminism so that's what we were we were upset about
0: right so so morino takes power and so the these protests that 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 form now you were you were down there at the protests can you can you tell us where you were in the protests like what what protests yeah. you like what where um, were these protests that you attended
1: it's it's a very uh, critical thing because protests usually here are frequently at the center of of Lima the capital but protests because of the government of Manuel Merino were all over the country or all over the country in all the cities In all the districts Uh, but the main the main protest was in in the center of of Lima so we were there uh, personally I was there from the next day he he took the presidency
0: now were people there sort of there for Vizcara or was it just, or were the pro, like were the protests in support of Vizcarra specifically, or were the protests sort of just a more anti everything that just happened that installed Moreno in power?
1: Yeah, there was a huge controversy because the media, uh, people in the power were saying that we were protesting because we wanted Vizcarra back. We don't want Vizcarra. If he <laughs> if he needs to if he needs to be investigated and he needs to get in jail because of things he he has done okay let's let's go this way but people were saying that we wanted this car back and that wasn't even a reason why we were in the streets
0: right so 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 how were the protests there were they you know what what was the reaction like were, were the was it like a Was it a broad thing where like everyone was out in the streets or was it like, you know, uh, you know, I know know we discussed early on about how it was a youth led thing, but um, a youth led movement. But was it like, was it like, you know, was this a, a feeling that was, I know you said it was all over the country, but was this a feeling that like everyone, whether you were, you know, you know, older generations, younger generations, regardless of political party, like, was this something that everyone was united
1: about? Yes. Actually, there were families, there were universities, there were young people, like 15 to 20 years, there were 30 years, and it was, it was all over the place. I mean, everyone would disagree with this. So even,
0: so I want to also make sure here, so people who were, who, who would vote for, let's say even someone who would vote for Moreno's party in an election. They were against how everything went down?
1: Yes, totally. totally.
0: Now, now, how did, because this is something that happens everywhere. I mean, we saw it again to bring up Bolivia. From Bolivia to the U.S., it's, it's the dynamic everywhere. How did the police react to the protests?
1: Oh, gosh, no. This is the worst part. Uh, the first days of protests were really calm until we got on Thursday, there was that, like the first, uh, mainly, the, the main protest. And there was a lot of uh, police repression. They were throwing some tear gas to us from a helicopter and they were also using bird shots. Uh, the next day, because A lot of people say that there were people that were harmed and were injured because of this. This guy, uh, Flores Arauz, the minister, said that they were just using rubber pellets. They were not using any other kind of, of gun. So we went to the streets again. On Friday, we went for outside the, the, the media, outside the channels, to protest because they weren't actually saying that the police was really hard with the repression. They were saying that we were just in the streets and angry and, and you know, kicking things and destroying the, the city around. And then it comes the 14th, the Saturday, and uh, this was the, the worst day of, of all that made also Manuel Merino resign. The the protest began around like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and around 7 in the intersection of Nicolás de Piera Avenue and Abancay Avenue. They were not just throwing tear gas, they were throwing pepper spray and they were throwing bullets. They were shooting those things straight to the bodies. I mean, the, politica, the, the police repression is basically the thing that they try to disperse people around, not kill people. And two, two guys were killed. Inti Sotelo, 22 years old, and Brian Pintado, 24 years old. So uh,
0: that's, you know, so do, do we have a, a, a complete total? Like, is there, do we, were, how many people in total were killed in this? Was it
1: over yes. these, just, just, two. okay. I, I had read just some, two of them. I, I can't remember so if I, I'm like sorry,
0: 100 continue.
1: A hundred people in the hospitals. There's a guy that probably will, will not ever walk again because he got a shot in the back uh uh people have lost vision because they they receive bullets in their eyes uh, until the four until four in the morning were like fifty people missing
0: right I had read about that specific I can't believe if i if i read about it or i heard about it what what happened with those missing protesters have they turned up have they been f they no longer missing are they still missing what's what's happening with that
1: uh, they're no longer missing. It okay. took us like uh, four to five days to find them. Uh, some of they were with the the police. Some of they were were hiding all night long because during some point of the night the police start shooting their guns. How many so people? They...
0: I'm sorry. Continue.
1: So they had to hide. I don't know in in, in trash cans. And looking, yeah, I know. I'm looking right. for asylum at uh, the firefighters' place. Uh, we had like this list of people missing from a university, and um, all night long trying to reach them, calling their parents, knowing if they got home. And we have now a curfew; you have to be home at 11. So if they, if it was 3 a.m. in the morning, and they didn't show up, or what well, everybody could have it everything would be possible knowing how? that there were two guys dead so right.
0: right how many people were arrested at these protests do we do we have a number they of...
1: haven't, no they haven't had a number
0: right but a lot, a lot of people i'm
1: assuming right um uh, they actually didn't say they didn't say anything about hmm. arresting people
0: Hmm, that's
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's
0: never a good sign when they're not giving any details to I'm, I'm assuming journalists and reporters over there have, have been asking and been pre- yeah. putting on some pressure for more information
1: and talking about details uh, the, the, the mayor of Lima the next day said that he was uh, he was available and he was going to give us uh, the security cameras of this intersection to know what exactly had, had happened with these two guys and today they have said that they were in
0: maintenance. Oh, oh! What a what a coincidence, Daniela.
1: I know. What a coincidence! Don't you don't you hate when that they, happens? There, there are three cam, there are three security cameras over there. Don't you just
0: hate when that happens? When your your security cameras just happen to. To be under maintenance uh, the same story, time yeah. you just happen to murder two people. Oh, don't you just hate when that happens? Oh, that's just—I uh, mean, it's a story we hear over here too. You know, it just always so—it ha- just so happens that the cameras never work when, when, uh, when they need to be when working, something. right? Yeah. yeah, when something actually happens, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. when nothing happens, they—they're perfect.
0: Right. I, I I bet they went into maintenance just like a, a, a couple of uh minutes before uh the Probably. the protests yeah the right Probably. I mean yeah um so now I guess I, I want to sort of I, we, we said back early when we first started talking that we're gonna go really far back now and I know and you know, we're not, I know we're going 40 minutes and I hope you have, you have time for another like uh, you know 10 15 minutes yeah. great so yeah sure I want to go even further back now because when we were talking uh before the show even went live you had said to me something really interesting about how far back this goes. Can you can you tell us how far back everything that everything that just happened in these 1 to 2 weeks in Peru just now goes back decades. Explain explain how far back this goes.
1: Well, it actually it all started in December Uh, of 2016, when an investigation against former President Kuczynski, like I told you, was opened because of a case of corruption involving the Brazilian corporation Odebrecht. That's when the Congress took the decision to start an impeachment process against him. So there are 130 congressmen, they needed 87 votes in favor, and on December the 21st, the results of, of the voting were negative. So they couldn't impeach him. And then on December the twenty-fourth, during Christmas Eve, Kuczynski approved third of like an amnesty in favor of former President Alberto Fujimori, who was
0: Now this is where we go back Christmas. decades. This is where we go back decades. Could you explain yeah. to because to, there are probably people who don't know who Fujimori is. I I I gotta be honest with you, I was not familiar with him before I met your cousin uh-huh. and then since i've met your cousin i feel like <laughs> i am a fujimori expert I'm not an expert but i know a lot about yeah. fujimori i find i mean uh you know uh i don't want i think i think calling uh uh fujimori the uh the uh i don't know the 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 donald trump of the us wouldn't actually give too much credit to to trump because fujimori was seems to be even worse of a person than uh, <laughs> somehow, no, if, if it can I be can still believed.
1: support here?
0: Right, I was reading about that recently. It's like a a, a whole movement over there called like Fujimoriism, right, or fujimori is, ism, or Fujimori-ism. something. Fujimoriism,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: is I, I guess that's what we're gonna see in the U.S. with MAGA, with the Make America Great Again people. Uh, <laughs> you know, the people who will be still talking about Trump being the greatest president in the United, in the history of the the United States for decades. I mean, that's they, they think he was wonderful, right? Uh-huh. C- can you explain to everyone listening to the show who Fujimori is?
1: He was former president during the 90s. He took two periods, and he changed the constitution that we have now in 1993. So he could run as a president at uh, the... That the start of the uh, of the 2000s.
0: Now, when when you say change the constitution, is that because previously you had to be born in Peru?
1: No, he he was he actually changed the constitution so he could he could be able to run again.
0: Oh, okay. He couldn't. Pick, so, was, so he was he was he, he was he was born in Japan, right? He he came here from Japan. Yep. Yeah. He came here. Like yep. I'm in Peru. Like I, like I'm in Peru right now. He <laughs> he, he came to Peru from <laughs> from, from Japan. Uh, and fa- just a, a side note, Peru is actually the only country I've ever visited outside the United States. Uh, so you know, it's it's a beautiful, wonderful country. I, you know, everything from from Lima to uh, to Machu Picchu. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, you live in a wonderful country. Uh, Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, Tell. T- 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 what, he, what i mean he he was born here but he had this double
0: citizen nationality
1: got it, here, got it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. so so why what, what what you know i think we need to drop right here that fujimori spent how many years in jail he was he was supposed to spend
1: tw- um, 25
0: years in jail right
1: sure how many years if he was yeah yeah he was supposed to he but was he, in jail for crimes against humanity
0: Right. He had murdered a, a number of political murders, right? Political killings. I got a delay. Okay. <laughs> Do you hear me now?
1: Wait. Uh. I can't hear you. Uh, We're late okay. now. Yep. Uh, okay. It's working. Yeah, it's working. Okay,
0: great. <laughs> so so he he was involved in political murders, right? Like he ordered hits on political figures in Peru.
1: Yes, uh, like the slaughter which took place in Barrios Altos and La Cantuta, where 15 people, including an 8-year-old boy, were killed because the police got them wrong as terrorists. And then 10 people from the Cantuta University were kidnapped and disappeared by the Colina group, which belonged to the Peruvian army.
0: Right, so like a death squad. Yep. Um. What, you know... I, the 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 weird thing is i hear that he was you know sort of popular during his reign because of this the the anti uh this is getting into something else now we might have to explain a little bit the anti you know shining path sentiment in peru at the time is that correct that he was like popular during his time as president
1: he was very popular
0: yeah that's so can you explain very- to to pe- to people who who the shining path was
1: Sure, Shining Path uh, is a terrorist organization from here, from Peru, that follows the Marxism, the Leninism, Maoism, and they they create this Gonzalo thought. It was leadership by Abimael Guzman, who is in jail, uh, and he created this saying he was the President Gonzalo. Now, so, what, what, uh, what around did, the, the 80s. Yeah.
0: What did Shining oh. Path do to, to constitute a, as terrorism? Because...
1: Right, they lost
0: you know, you, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, because see, you know, it, you know, usually, I would say like 99.9% of the time, with the 0.1% being the shining path. (laughs) Usually terrorist groups are right-wing or, you know, right-wing, have right-wing ideology. Um, So what what did the shining path... Right. But were they really, though? Like, that's, I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I I honestly, myself, I know generally about the sentiment around the shining path and, you know, why Peru has, you know, struggled with a, a left- in Peru, which we'll get into that shortly too, whereas you know other countries in Peru like Bolivia, which I've mentioned a lot, have a, a you know a really vibrant, strong leftist party. Peru seems to be lacking that, and it seems due to the Shining Path and and what they did during the the eighties, was it?
1: Yeah, the eighties.
0: So what 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 did the Shining Path do, and, and what did they want? What were they what were they advocating for? What did they want?
1: They wanted uh, the dictatorship of the proletariat. A cultural revolution, and eventually our revolution—I don't know—a full communism. Um, so they started. The I mean, that seven, sounds
0: eight. so far so good to me.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> it seems far, it seems
0: it, it seems like it seems like they go about it the about, about getting what they want the wrong way. Uh, apparently, can you tell me what
1: yes. what they did? They choose to begin this guerrilla war. Uh, in this, it all started in Ayacucho it's the region over here uh, and they start burning some some ballot boxes of the persecution first uh, act
0: Daniel, you, you I'm, I'm sorry Daniella, start, like, uh, you broke up a little bit just to uh, go back just to like uh, to the beginning of that part because I lost you for a minute
1: Okay, that's right. Um, well, it started like they they had to begin this guerrilla war. It began in Ayacucho. It's a region over here. So the first thing they did was uh, they burned the ballot boxes of the presidential elections. Uh, and they were also another incident where the Peruvian press was involved they were calling this like the popular justice uh, start murdering people started uh, putting bombs in in cars were they targeting just, were they
0: were they targeting uh, were they were they targeting people in power or just like regular ordinary citizens
1: just just regular citizens
0: I'm not. I'm not advocating. this to make this clear, I'm not advocating for either. But to me, there is a big difference between, you know, going after people in power, and then just attacking, you know, everyday uh, people who have no, you know, they're they're completely powerless to whatever the Shining Path or exactly. any organization wants. Right. Exactly. So
1: this, no Shining Path. I mean, they're during the eighties the was, there was a sense of, of horror. I, I really, really think a lot of, of how my parents were able to, to live like their ordinary lives, knowing that they can cross the street and there was a, a bomb over there.
0: Right, right. So, so basically, Fujimori seemed to have come into power because uh, people just wanted the Shining Paths, uh, Shining Path to be done with, and, and that's how he got away with what he did. Um, did did the the people he was finally um, the people he Fujimori was finally um, you know he finally faced you know um, charges with that, that got him in jail. Who who were the people that that he he that, that, that had nothing to do with Shining Path, correct?
1: No, they were innocent. They they were they thought there were terrorists.
0: Right. Right. That's so, why
1: that's why they they killed them.
0: Now Fujimori fled the country. Is that like that's is that true? He fled the country and then to to escape jail time. He right? He resigned by
1: facts. He resigned yeah. by facts. He, he, <laughs> he, resi- he resigned by facts. <laughs> He went, that's, to, like, that's funny he went to Japan and then... And
0: then stopped at the Kinkos in Japan? Them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so them
0: uh, fast. So, why did he come back? Did he just think it wouldn't matter anymore after all those years? How many years went by?
1: Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe like five or six years?
0: Did he just think people a, wouldn't a care? Around ten,
1: maybe.
0: Did he think people wouldn't care anymore? Or he just felt like he, he was just ready to face the music?
1: No, the people were actually supporting him. I mean, his daughter has been running for president like three times.
0: Right, right. So we'll still support him. Right. So let's get back now. Now that we have this background on Fujimori and we went a little bit, you know, I guess you have to explain the shining path. if You're going to talk about Fujimori at all. Um, So let's take it back to how Fujimori and mainly his daughter influenced what went down over these past few weeks in Peru?
1: Okay, so the thing is that when I was telling you uh, they started this uh, uh, impeachment process, the second one against Kuczynski, Uh, it was uh, there were like, they spread a a group of videos where Kenji Fujimori brother of, of Keiko son of Alberto Fujimori asked he asked a congressman to to vote against the impeachment so they knew they were like this relationship wait, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry I'm sorry I just realized you said
0: son of Fujimori is that correct son of Fujimori
1: yeah
0: wait doesn't he have a daughter too who ran for president yeah. <laughs> So his son is—I didn't even—I didn't realize he even had. So his son is a congress
1: member. No, no, he was just talking to this congress.
0: Okay, so so the, so the Fujimori,
1: if he voted against, yeah.
0: So the Fujimori family has political power uh, still to this day in in Peru. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think I think I, his daughter uh, Keiko was reunited with. With our president today at, at the palace <laughs> to Wait, so discuss un- political issues.
0: Unbelievable. It's, uh, Jesus, I mean, <laughs> so it's not even just like uh, you know. He even some, took
1: a picture and.
0: <laughs> what, do, so it's not even like you know? It's some like fringe movement that's pro Fujimori. Like, a large part of, part of the country still likes Fujimori.
1: They do, they mm-hmm. do, but in the last congress elections. They were, they were all the time, majority, uh, on the last, in the last election, they lose a lot of, of, of people.
0: Right. So now well, the young people who were in the streets, I'm
1: I'm assuming, I I was, I was, I was about to say that, I was about to say that maybe because of younger people are now starting to vote and, you know, right. Right. And and I'm guessing you
0: guys don't like Fujimori. At all. <laughs> right, right. So, so, basically, Fujimori's family helped push Congress to vote to impeach the uh, Vizcara. Uh,
1: this, yeah, this was actually a process against Kuchinsky that didn't go any further, because they, they, they knew that Kuchinsky was going to give this amnesty for, for his father.
0: Ah, and so and that's what he did, and he uh, did. Yeah, well, and that's but
1: then where... he
0: resigned. <laughs> right, right. Huh. Now I was reading something. I I don't know if you know too too much about this. I'm you know it's it, it, but I was reading that there was some sort of uh, jailed like gang leader who helped take down. Uh, I think I might have even sent you the article. Do you know anything about about oh. that? The,
1: the, really, uh, the... Ant- Ante-
0: can you tell me about him and w- and what his role was in everything
1: uh, Antauro has re- is the brother of Oyanta Mala Oyanta's former president uh, was he taken down he's... via corruption yeah <laughs> he was, you... he was in... That that's a,
0: that's a good not to go off topic again, you know. Another, but I'm thinking of like Alan Garcia, uh, and uh, who else? Is, is there any? Uh, when was the last Peruvian president who actually like ser- served a full term and wasn't kicked out of office or forced to resign due to corruption?
1: I wasn't worried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't even worried. <laughs> wow, jeez. I mean, on the on the bright side, it's good that you know something actually happens due to corruption. I mean, I, I can assure you that presidents in the U.S. Uh, don't serve their full term because they all are squeaky clean and lack any sort of corruption. Uh, so on that end of the <laughs> mm-hmm. spectrum, it's good to see that okay. actual corruption That'd gets be. gets you know gets gets dealt with. And they are trying to con- see
1: the the bright side,
0: <laughs> right? The bright side is that you will actually face the music if you are corrupt in Peru. The problem is uh, you get to see that the only people who become president are people who are very corrupt. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, Ollanta, Alan Garcia um, Oyenta is in process, is in investigation right now. And so, his brother is in jail.
0: So tell us about his brother again. Let's get back to that.
1: Okay, so his brother, Antauro Humara, is in jail. Uh, He leaders this uh, movement called Ethnocasterism. It's it's a Peruvian nationalist movement that is seeking to establish the proletarian dictatorship led by the country indigenous and their descendants. So it combines far-left economies, with far right views on racial and social and and most of all military issues.
0: Now, when you say when you say, you know, far left economic, I mean usually with with the the, the right from my from what I experience here at least is when they talk about anything like that, it's usually just talk because they usually just like to consolidate power uh And money with themselves and their very rich friends and and you know mm-hmm. corporations uh you know usually they're not actually talking about you know redistributing to the to the poor and the working people because they don't actually believe in that that's usually an actual like legit leftist uh belief I'm assuming it's the same there um
1: i'm not sure uh. When Oyenta took over the power here, he was elected. Uh, we were very scared of that, but like you said, it's just like something to to get the people to pull up with the people.
0: Right, right. So, so why is this guy in jail again?
1: Uh, he's in jail for murder.
0: And uh, so. <laughs> What does, how does he have political? How does he how does he have the ability to influence uh, Viscada's uh, impeachment? Just because his brother was president? I don't. What's the connection from him specifically?
1: Uh, I was reading about this, and he he just uh, I mean he has like promoted some motions of vacancy before that that had that had failed also, but. Uh, in 2009 I think he was sentenced to 25 years in, in prison because uh, they were trying to to get this protest uh, in some police station to to get rid of, of the president of that time and I think four to five policemen died because of that Jeez. of that protest
0: Now, the president now, let's, let's, so, so who is the president now again? Did we even, I can't remember if we even got to him yet. (laughs) Who is the, who, who is the president now? Sagasti. So, so, Moreno resigns. How does this, this person, what's his name again? I'm sorry. I want to make sure. Uh, Francisco Sagasti. How does he become the president?
1: Yeah, Francisco Sagasti. Um, okay, so after the, the events that I told you that came out on that, um, that Saturday, uh, the Congress re- made a reunion on on Sunday to vote for a new list that will make the, the head of the Congress the new president. And they chose uh, this woman that is... Her name is Rocio Silva-Santi And she's from the left wing. And they were all Sunday voting. And they didn't get to a consensus because they didn't want someone on the left wing ruling through. So they had to, they had to make another list where Francisco Sagasti was in, in the head of it. And finally they voted... For for it, he were in favor.
0: And what is his? Wh- wh- where that's is how
1: he? We, we got a president now.
0: <laughs> where is he on the political spectrum? And is also,
1: he... He, also he, also this list was also had to had people that didn't vote for the, uh, the 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 vacancy. So it was uh, a requirement.
0: What do you mean?
1: What do you mean? I mean, if the the, the list that now rules the Congress uh-huh. had to be uh, with people that didn't vote for the vacancy of Vizcarra. so we oh, had very okay. few options. <laughs>
0: right. So it's either. Was- so they bas- they basically made sure that uh, someone was going to be president, and the, the 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 push was into the direction of Sagast- Sagasti
1: yep and Uh, he's he's totally in
0: the center he's a centrist okay so what did the left and the right just say the only way we're getting out of this is so no one is happy but it seems like from what you were saying that people were were pretty upset with the right wing all around like the the right wing party and and merino so it seems like the left possibly could have pushed for someone more uh towards their their side why why didn't they do that do you think
1: I mean the political people around here are really upset with the left wing and the uh, people like us are really upset with the, the right wing. <laughs> right. So we we never get we never get a consensus between the people who is in in, the, in charge of us of the country. Right. Oh
0: man. So so what is the so are the protests still going on or have they sort of subsided because everyone is maybe not happy with the new president but it's not as outrageous as Moreno coming to power what what's the feel totally. there right
1: now I mean uh, we're not of course we're not like happy with this president but I think we we can handle that until the new elections as soon as soon as they they come, uh, they are in April and also we have to keep following his his path you know uh, but the process is still going on. It's right. still going on because they haven't we haven't had any justice for these two guys that that died on the night of the Saturday 14.
0: Do they know who who the officers who were involved in the shooting?
1: No, but they 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 are accusing Manuel Merino,
0: oh, right, his right, right, minister. Right. So they want to see the they head wanna, of the
1: police. And,
0: they want to see the heads of government yeah. uh, uh, punished for it, not the specific police officers.
1: Of course. Right. Well, yeah, I, I agree, we, I agree but I to...
0: I think both actually be uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> continue.
1: The cameras, since the uh, security cameras were weren't working, right? Is, so they don't, right, so right,
0: <laughs> right. Oh man, this was, you know, it, honestly. So
1: this, no, go ahead. We had this memorial. We had this memorial oh. in the intersections where the events, the events follow, and they also made a great painting of their their faces in the center of Lima and last night uh some people on a band went and tore down the whole memorial and painted the the heads uh, the the paintings of these these two guys all in white
0: oh so i don't know. I, I mean i hope there's justice for those two guys i mean that's very it's very sad very sad whenever you know p- yeah, people expressing their know their their beliefs you know i I mean i I can't say first amendment right because i don't know if that's in your constitution but i'm assuming there's some i can't even assume because who knows but i'm gonna guess there's some sort of protections for free speech or at least the right to express yourself
1: yeah right of course
0: right uh, Daniela, thank you. Uh, Daniela, I, I should, I'm saying it as if we're just hanging out in the, in the house. I should give you a proper, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Daniela Orna. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. I mean, really, this was a really confusing, I mean, I, I tried to read up on it and I was able I to, I mean,
1: I, I had to make a timeline. For
0: myself. <laughs> right. I mean, I was able to understand the the, the the presidents involved and the general, you know, the gist of things and how it went down. But you really helped fill in the 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 gaps for me. And I'm sure for a lot of people who listen to the show, you helped tell the entire story. Uh, so I really appreciate you coming on and letting us know. And I hope that you'll come back on the show uh, next. Uh, next. Well, if nothing, if nothing new, if you don't have a fourth president... At some point before the election.
1: Oh, gosh. No, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you'll come back at least uh, in, I don't know, April after the elections to let us know how that went down.
1: It will be great. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. So is there anything that you want to, I mean, I, I know you're just, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you're not, you don't have like a, uh, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But I was going to say, I, I don't, I don't think you have like a podcast or a A website or anything, but maybe you do. Is there anything you want to promote on the show right now while you're you're on? Any any you know, anything?
1: No, not at all. Just (laughs) it will be important that people outside to keep in touch with the the things going on around here.
0: Oh, I will, Uh, and I'll make sure at least
1: mostly for these two two guys.
0: Right, definitely. I I will definitely, and if anything uh if anything new happens on that front in terms of anyone facing justice for uh the murder of two protesters uh two young people whose lives were taken from them uh, i mean for basically wanting to be a part of their country's future i uh, please come on even before april if anything happens in that in that in that in and that, in that, in that, in with that uh, Daniela Orna, thank you so much for joining me tonight and staying extra long too. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, have a, have a great night. Thanks so much. I'll I'll, I'll talk to you sooner you so than much. I'll talk to you sooner than April, but you'll be back on the show hopefully <laughs> in April.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was real fun.
0: Have a good night, Daniela.
1: Thank you for the the opportunity. Oh, have no a good problem. night.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, and oh, I forgot to mention that uh, I should because uh, uh, her uncle Lucho is probably watching this because she was on. Uh, uh, my condolences about uh, Mar- Maradona? Is that his name, right? Is that how we say his last name? I mean, I know who he is, but I've never quite tried to say his last name. The uh, famous uh, legendary, really, soccer player uh, passed away today. I did not know this about him, but he was very left-wing. I mean, he... There's numerous photos of him meeting uh, Lula and uh, uh, who else did I see? I think I saw a photo of him with Morales and I saw him wearing a Che Guevara shirt. I mean, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't know that about him, but it makes me like him even more. So uh, condolences and, and rest in peace to the the soccer the, the, the soccer legend. Um Umar points out Football player, right Because only we call it soccer here Uh So it would be more respectful To say football player Um Okay So tomorrow is Thanksgiving And before we get into The second half of the show Where I will take a few calls Um But tomorrow is Thanksgiving Here in the United States The US And I wanted to do something special for the page, the patrons uh you know many many months ago i would when we were still a small number of patrons we're still a small number of patrons but when we were even a much smaller number of patrons i would thank every patron in every show but now as we've grown we just can't do that but today for thanksgiving i want to say you know be a little bit corny and say i'm truly thankful for you guys uh the show would not be possible without the patrons if you could become a patron, if you're not, that would be wonderful. I mean, we're getting really close to hitting some real landmarks. I feel like once we we once we hit certain, you know, I, I've seen it. Once we hit certain numbers, we've been growing faster. Um, we're just under 150 patrons now. If we could hit 150 by tonight, that'd be fantastic. My goal, I don't know if it's be possible, 200 by the end of the year, that would be, oof, that would make me so happy. Um... So, Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Um, you know, I really, if you can. I know it's tough times due to the COVID-19. If you cannot, please do not give me any money. <laughs> uh, there's many ways you can support the show that won't cost you a dime. Uh, but if you can afford to do so, Patreon.com slash Matt Binder... I, I really do have plans to uh, expand this show. I would like to do more streams, more videos. It's all coming on the way, but it would help me tremendously to have more patrons to get to this stuff faster. Um, if you have been a regular listener of their show, you know, we just moved to a new apartment, and so I'm in this little uh, small closet-esque space now, which I will call my studio, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a... Big closet, but a very tiny studio. Um, so I'm currently working on soundproofing it in terms of... You, know, you guys will probably hear the sound is different than where it used to be. Um, there's a bit of a, a little bit of a, a bounce off the walls. You can hear it. It's a little hollowness to my voice. That'll be fixed soon. New mic. I'm, gonna, I'm getting some soundproofing for the walls. Um, so there's changes coming that will help amp up the show's quality. And the show will sound a lot better too. And the show the show's is looking good. We got this green screen. We got you got the patrons helped me get this wonderful DSLR camera that I use as a webcam. Which you know, there's streams that don't use the DSLR uh, cameras for their webcam, and it makes a big difference, I think, when you have this nice camera as a webcam. I'm going to be getting lighting soon too, if if all goes well with the patrons. Uh, so really, I appreciate it if you can become one. And uh, let me read off those patrons. Because, uh, really, thank you to the people who are patrons. Let me actually refresh this. So if anyone became a patron while we were t- I was talking, uh, I can catch them in here too. So here are the people who make this show possible. Without them, there would be No Doomed with Matt Binder. Choice Fantastic. Aram I. Yousef K. Church Satanica, Maud L, E. Datlin, Nick M, Austin S, Joseph K, Lori V, Amber R, Noah T, uh, intern Noah from uh, the Majority Port days. I didn't even know you were a patron. Thank you, Noah. Uh, Jonathan M, Robot Cat, Brent A, HL Comics, Tom M. D Garcia, Dave B, Kim, Philbo S. Uh, Oh, this is a a fake name, so I'll read it. I think it's Philbo Schwaggins, Is that it? M W, Christopher K, Tina S, Bo D, Andrew, Paradise L, Steve D, JC G, Gabriel C, Margaret B, Robert M, Caitlin D, Pedro V, Richard C, Logan M, 500 Internal. Jack C, Fernanda G uh, Fernanda G. Matthew G, Anna, David H, Elliot, Quinn, Eugene H. James P, Scott H. Brendan H, Philip W. Mark L, Invisible Ninja, Shabazz A, Ashley M, Rondage, James K, Ryan C, In Our Words, Nick, Zach M, Helmy, Maddie J, Brian S, Greg D, Graham C, Jacob W, Sheena A, Cindy G, and S, Silicon Baby D, Douglas V, CTA, Finn, Seth K, Remy S, Daya in Denmark, Hatesh R, Baka, Rad Dad Redemption, Chris F, Mariah, Steve A, Penelope D, Jack D, Stephen R. This is not pizza. Connor R. Mark S. John B. Angela. Zoe G. Mitch V. Cyber Snowstorm. Brosnan. Grim L. Joyce M. Odef. Dan. JLS. Eugene B. Justin S. Null Style. John S. Jeremy M. Michael B. Why That Tie Guy? Kaushal. Ari R. Melissa M. Steven S. Scott R. Wootopian. Dank Uger. Ryan. Lisa D. Greg D. Joseph R. Uh, David Z. Tina M. J. Abigail T, Tamney G, Michael M, Janelle A, Jasmine H, Freehat, Dragonslayer, H-Dub, KDS, Namdenet, Tom M, Bobby M, TM, Colin R, Alan B, Benji A, Mr. Danks, Fraz K, Jeff K, Michael J, me, Christine H. When I say me, I don't mean me. There's a username, me. Christine H. Champagne Kami. Nicole A. Dave K. Jamison Test. And Max W. Thank you so much, everyone. And now I think you understand um, why I can't read everyone anymore. There was a point where I could, and it would take maybe you know a minute or two. I cannot do that anymore. But what I'm going to try to do now that I've read everybody who's at Patreon now, I'm going to try to shout out the new members from the previous week on every week's live stream. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. Really, I, I can't, I, you know, this is the, getting to the end of the year on, on a year that has been really hard for a lot of people. Um, you know the the loss felt this year uh, uh, to me personally on a personal level, and it's, it's honestly that loss is even, I'm sure. I, I mean, I know is not even, you know, anywhere near what some people have experienced when it comes to family members and you know parents and, and and children, and and obviously the struggles of job loss and and, and you know financial issues and people who've got coronavirus and have survived it, but are dealing with all the effects. I mean, you know, to be able to have this sort of support on a year in a year like this, it means a lot to me. So I really want to thank you all, truth, truthfully. Um, now we're going to go to the patron half of the show. If you're watching on the live stream, you can stick around. Um, that will probably change very soon. I think maybe when we hit, like, 200 maybe 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 i'll push it to 250 to really convince people to become patrons but very soon we're going to be cutting off people for the second half even the live stream people so if you're not a patron you can't watch the second half right now we're giving you guys a little bit bonus if you're watching live that that's gonna go away soon hopefully soon but it will go away eventually uh it all depends on when we hit these patron uh i'm gonna put i'm gonna i'm gonna Pick a number, and I'm going to make that a hard number and put it on the Patreon the Patreon page. Uh, so we're going to go on the Patreon half of the show. I will I will take calls. Uh, I we the first this first half is gone already about an hour and a half. But I'll take calls for about maybe like 20, 30 minutes, and we'll do like a 30, 40 minute uh patron only portion of the show. Uh, youtube.com slash Matt Binder. You could drop a super chat if you want to give a one-off den- donation, if you can't or don't want to become a patron, but still want to give me like a one-time thanks. You could do that super chat right now. Jump on in there. YouTube.com slash Matt Binder. Um, I'll also read all the super chats in the second half of the show. I, I can't get to all the comments in the YouTube chat, it's just too much, but I will definitely get to your comments and questions if it's a super chat. Um, because I feel like if you're if you're giving me money, then how do I not make you part of the show? I mean, that's just how I feel. Um, uh, what else? Follow me wherever you are on social media. Usually I'm at Matt Binder, but just search Matt Binder. I'll pop up. Um, I've noticed a bunch of people have been finding me on Instagram, which I don't use really at all. But I'm going to start using it because all of a sudden I got like 200, 300 new followers on there uh, from people who are finding me on there. It's time for me to start using Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'll start posting. Uh, Also, I'm on Twitter. Everyone knows I'm on Twitter. Um, uh, Doomedpod.com for the audio version of the podcast. Keep leaving those iTunes reviews. Uh, Wait, don't call into the show yet, uh, whoever's calling into the show. Um, uh, I'm gonna... uh, One second. I'm going to open up those calls in a second. I know my Skype is on, but don't call yet. Um, all right. Well, that's the show. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Leave those iTunes reviews. Those Google Play reviews. Uh, it all helps, really. And uh, tell, your, tell everyone about the show. Word of mouth is important. Tell everyone about the show. I'm actually working on... There's going to be new art for the show soon. Uh, that art is going to become... Uh, there's going to be March. I'm going to make March. I mean, I don't know how much we're going to sell, but I'm thinking uh, freebies for patrons. Maybe a new patron tier. I mean, I've been talking about tiers, but maybe a certain tier will definitely get merch. Uh, you know, T-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. And when I mean new designs, I mean my design's going to be f- cool. I think I've discussed it. It's going to be like, you know, people are going to think you're wearing a, a, you know, a, a punk band shirt. It's not going to be like some like corny shit with my face on it, I promise you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool design. Um, so yeah, that's in the pipeline. I promise. Uh, other than that, uh, see you all. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Uh, w- you know, I know Thanksgiving is uh, uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, things to talk about in terms of Thanksgiving and what it means for you know Native people in this country, but. Um, at the same time, you know, it does have it's a, it's another story for another day. We'll, we'll definitely tackle that on this show. Um, but, um, you know, I, I do also subscribe to that if it's a holiday, but you see your family, be thankful for seeing your family. And if not, you're following the coronavirus guidelines uh, and you can't see your family, then I you know, I think that gives you sometimes really reflect on, you know, who means what in your life. And, and you know, I'm, I'm getting sentimental here. <laughs> We're entering that time of the year where, you know, especially after the year we've had where the, the sentimental feeling is just in the air. You know what I mean? All right, folks. Be safe. See you all next time on Doomed.